I spend way more time than I should care to admit lurking in real estate communities to understand what consumers are saying, read their stories and hear and read what happened to them. And a lot of times I question if what they write and what happened to them is ethical. Uh, And a lot of times if it's legal, because I have no idea. And so today I'm going to read one of those stories. And I've asked Lindy Chapman to join me, who is a real estate consumer advocate. She's been an agent for years. She goes by the hashtag, not your realtor, because she is simply that. And she's one of the few people I trust in this industry, not to mention she's a relocation expert and has moved all over the U.S. and has been a buyer and a seller over and over and over again. Uh, And so I hope you enjoy this hot mess of a story and you learn something about how to protect yourself if this happens to you. Welcome to the real estate industry where everyone's an expert and everyone's trying to make money off of you, the consumer. So when everyone's trying to profit from you, where do you go to learn the truth? Welcome to Real Estate Talk with me, Wendy Gilch, founder of Selling Later and Consumer Advocate. We'll share actual buyer and seller stories and uncover the truth about the industry. How does it work? How are all these companies making money? And who are the good players in the industry? Learn from sellers and buyers on how they bought or sold, what they learned, and what they would definitely do differently next time. Learn the truth about the real estate industry from people who aren't trying to make a dollar off of you. It's a messy one. I think this is the... Well, I'll save the ending for later because I did find out what happened with this one. Uh, showed a customer a property and my buyer loved it and wanted to put in an offer. The listing agent states there are multiple offers and bring the highest and best. The buyer uses an escalatory. Why can't I say that word? Escalatory clause. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Up to 20K over in 1K increment. Um, What we used states the selling agent had to provide proof of other offer with buyer's info redacted. The selling agent comes back and says the seller wants to accept at a full 20K over. Before fully executing, I ask for the other offer that ours beat out as proof, and he refuses to send it. I remind them that the verbiage in the addendum and the selling agent suddenly says the previous offer, which ours beat, was rescinded, but the seller still wants to accept ours at 20K over. I say, well, what was the next best offer then? The agent still claiming the next best offer happened to be at 19K over. Again, I ask for proof and no response. Well, it gets juicier. My buyer shares with a coworker the house they put an offer on, and the coworker happens to be a family member to the seller. I don't know the full story, but apparently the house did not have multiple offers, and the selling agent told his seller that the offer my buyer made just happened to automatically come in at 20K over. My buyer said she shared with coworker what our offer was, and it gets back to the seller who gets in touch with me and turns out, in fact, did not have multiple offers. And the listing agent did, in fact, say our offer came in at 20K over, never mentioning anything about the addendum. So, okay. Um, I, I feel like. So, it- in a nutshell, they were told there were multiple offers and there weren't. Right. Okay. Right. I've seen this happen, um, not more than, but I've seen it happen. I, I've, I can I can tell you four instances right now where that's happened and with clients of mine and it's um, <laughs> it's disheartening to say the least. I had a client even last fall that um, we had it happen to us twice. Went to the open house, went to see the house because we wanted to see the competition. We were told that there were multiple offers. 
Um, it, my, my, and I felt like the home was a little bit overpriced. And the client decided not to put an offer in. And Tuesday comes and goes, it's still active. Wednesday comes and goes, and it's still active, even though best and final were due. Only to find out Wednesday, I call the agent, and they're like, well, we didn't accept those offers. Mm, sure you did. Hello. Sure, Jan. <laughs> I mean, um, and one of those homes in particular, we um, ended up getting for 15000 below asking price. Whereas if I had not asked those questions, if I had not done my due diligence to my client and given her the option of, hey, where do you want to be? This is what I've been told. This is what she's saying. And it pushed her to put an offer in 20000 over list or whatever to get the house. And there were houses that were selling for fifty over, but they were priced right. right. They were move-in ready, right? These homes, one was move-in ready. It was a phenomenal house, but overpriced, right? right? And, but you can't do that and think you're going to get the same flurry of... of, of, of um, and an agent, there's a bit of an agent like, if I don't get multiple offers, I have failed because that's what people are getting in this market. Right, right. Um, and if she had priced it right, she would have, and it would have gone over, you know. But um, and then the other home was not move-in ready; it needed a lot of work, and um, and it was priced um, not priced accordingly. It was priced a little bit high, and um, but if they had priced it a little bit lower, I think they would have had the multiple offers, and then it would have sold at what they listed it at. Right. Um, but we were able to get it probably at their appropriate price, and. Um, and, and weeks later, after it still didn't have a buyer, after she had told us that multiple offers were offered and the best and final was due Sunday night at midnight. So um, I had another client this happened to, and we were told if we would just offer 5,000 more, it was our house. And so I called my clients back. I'm like, hey, best and final, I know they were due, but they're saying that if you offer 5,000 more, I'm like, I don't like that. It doesn't seem, I mean, you kind of did your best and final, but well, I'll do whatever you think. Like, no, that doesn't sound right. And so we didn't do it. Next day, it's off the market. It's not even for sale anymore. They just took it down. Yeah. And I actually told my clients to go knock on the door and they did and ended up talking to the seller and the seller and just decided they were just frustrated with the process and decided not to sell. So, and, and I will tell, so I tell buyers all the time, go knock on the door. Right. Go talk directly right. to the, go talk. To, why don't people do that more? Right, right. <laughs> Well, in all fairness, I don't answer the door for anybody anymore. Well, that's true. Leave a note on the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or leave a note in the house while you're show while you're seeing it, right? Leave a right, little note. Right, right, right. Yeah. So it's it's just you know again it's it's just know what you don't know, and um, and ask questions. Honestly, I had an agent recently tell me about a home that they had uh, their company had listed. And they only got one offer on it, and the offer was twenty thousand dollars over list. The agent just assumed, right, that right. they were off. And and here's the other thing: a seller can, or a seller's agent, a listing agent, can reveal the price to beat. They can reveal whatever the seller will allow them to tell about the offers they've received. Okay. Um, so one of my last listings, I um. You know, I had agents that just put in offers and they didn't ask questions. I had one agent that hounded me. Where do we need to be? Where do we need to be? So I could ask the seller, where do I need to tell him? Can I tell him? And um, and we did have an offer close to 1.1. And um, and I was able to let him know that you're going to have to be. He's like, is a million fifty going to do it? I'm like, nope, not going to do it. Right, right. You're going to have to go higher. I never told him where we were, but I just said, you're going to have to be closer to 1.1. 
I didn't lie. And I would have shown him a screenshot if I needed to after we were under contract. Right. Not before. Right. But you can. And so I think that, and there's even a form in Texas that we can submit as a buyer's agent um, to ask for the seller to respond to our offer to let us know terms to beat. Okay. But nobody knows to use it. So anyway. Uh, Any other tips on this one that you think buyers or sellers should know about offers? No, again, just find out as much information as you can. Find out if your agent knows somebody at that brokerage. Right. I just did this with, I, I do this all the time. I'll call up, you know, one of my friends that works at that brokerage and go, Hey, find out what you can from this agent. Is that, I mean, agents are loose lips sometimes and talk, but I mean, my job's to protect my client. Um, and, and, and so, you know, get them to network and find out what they can. Was, you know, and, and let the, and let the agent know you're going to ask for proof. If they tell you don't submit an offer 20,000 over or 50,000 over until you've asked how many offers there are. Um, if you're the buyer, ask the agent to do this. How many offers are there? How many are over, over list? How many are 10, you know, more than 10% or what is the percentage range over list? And get some numbers. Get as much as the seller is willing to, you know, to share. Right, right. And hopefully they tell you the truth, right? Yeah, hopefully they you lie do. about offers, right? Hmm? You lie about offers. Do agents lie sometimes? Do agents lie sometimes? Well, okay. that was that was just kidding. <laughs> can they can they not tell the truth about offers? Well, I mean, I just told you. I mean, uh, two examples of, yeah. of one client in, in a month period where we were told there were multiple offers, best and final due, and then Wednesday we find out the house is still for sale. Yeah, uh. they may have had offers, but they weren't like it wasn't a frenzy where they were getting stuff that was like. And I tell clients all the time, let's wait. And, and I look at homes that have fallen out of contract, right? Or back, you know, that have backed out or, or that have been on the market for 14 days because it's, not, it's not, not as uncommon. You hear all these stories of, oh, we got 70 offers, over, you know, 20% over asking. Um, for all those stories, you know, for every five of those, there's one that's one of these stories. Right, right. Okay, I made that statistic up, so I just lied. So right. there you go. But, um, <laughs> oh, look at you. But I'm... You know, but from my experience, I would say it's it's kind of a one to five ratio, but that's my experience. So right, right. there's so many good people in the industry. There's so many good realtors, but we get overshadowed by the ones like this. Yeah. Um, and they're not hearing the consumer stories. I, at Inman a couple of years ago, I haven't even stood up and I said, we need to, um, you know, we need to hear from consumers. We need to have a panel of consumers. And they laughed. They said, yeah, we tried that. And we were, you know, just... Right, right, <laughs> and 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 they told the truth, and brokers didn't like it. Um, right, right, but then nothing changes, right? But, but I love what you're doing. You're exposing it. You're telling the truth. We can't fix the problem if we don't know what the problem is, right? Or you avoid it, right? Yeah. And and agents. I mean, you know, how many agents? First of all, how many agents don't even own a home? That's a pretty big. I'd love to know the statistics of that. But when was the last time an agent bought a home or sold a home? I had a client the other day actually buy it for sale by owner and it ended up being listed um, by an agent. Um, they didn't want to pay the commissions. Right. right. We've got to look at things from the consumer perspective. I always talk about like, who's going to be the best doctor? If you have cancer or a heart attack, is your best doctor going to be somebody who's also had a heart attack or had cancer or maybe whose mother or father or spouse? 
has, you know, been in the hospital and they've seen things from the, from the, from the patient's perspective, right. It changes the way you do medicine. And I would say the same thing in real estate. Um, if you can have the consumer perspective, if you can get outside of what the drinking the Kool-Aid and what the industry tells you, it's going to change the way you do business. Right. And I, I did forget to add this agent did report this guy mm. uh, and his broker let him go already. Oh, wow. Uh, at least she, she did something about it. Cause a lot of times I feel yeah. like people are afraid to tell. I'm them. afraid to report agents, right? Because right. I mean, how do, I mean, I can't really report somebody and go, oh, they've overpriced the home because that's kind of a broker opinion of value. It's an opinion. Um, and then I'm going to have to face this agent right. again. Right. She may have the buyer for my next listing. She may have the next listing my buyer wants to buy. So burning bridges in this industry is not going to serve you or your clients well. Right. Right. So it's, it's challenging. Right. Ah, oh, this is so helpful. Uh, you know, you know, you and I both have like a folder of these stories. So I think we will have multiple, multiple conversations like this because they're, it's not, sadly, it's not abnormal to come across these issues or, or things that happen that right. you have to question, like, should that have happened or is yeah. that legal? Have a story you think would help future sellers and buyers or have a question about how everything works? Reach out to us at realestateforconsumers.com. <laughs>